and welcome to the News Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. Jeremy, we are doing 152, episode 152. Yes. Can you believe it? I really can't. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of can since we I just I guess I always ask you that question. I go, can you believe it? But you should, because I ask you that question all the time. Well, I, I can believe it. We've been, you know, hovering around the 150 range now for a few. So We're getting old. We're getting old. I can believe it. I can, I can believe, I can believe it. All right. Should I tell everyone what we're doing? Yes, you should. We're doing the uh, 2003 film It Runs of the Family starring Rory Culkin, Michael Douglas, Kurt Douglas, and uh, Cameron Douglas. Is that correct? Christian? Christian Douglas. Yeah, Cameron Douglas, Michael Douglas, Kurt Douglas. No. No, we're not doing one. that. That like It Runs of the Family? like 2003. Oh, no, we're not doing that. It Runs of the Family. I'm sorry. No, wrong one. Wrong, wrong, wrong Culkin. One. Wrong Culkin, too. Wrong Culkin. Uh, Rory Culkin was that movie. We were actually Yeah, doing... I was really confused. I was like, I know. no, not Rory. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had a good one. 1994's comedy film, God. My Summer Story. Also known in theaters as It Runs of the Family, is the sequel to A Christmas Story. Yes. Uh, this is the true sequel to A Christmas Story. Yeah. Lots of people don't know that there is a sequel to A Christmas Story. Well, and it's it's weird. The whole it's thing a is kind of contentious. So, like, that's I think why we should I said, talk about that. That's why I said too. it's the 2003 movie, It Runs of the Family, because I wanted to confuse you. But we're going to about ready when, to confuse when our When you audience said 2003, I was like, God, that movie does not feel like it's from 2003. So I was checking that. Oh, really? Yeah. And when you said Culkin, I was like, no, Christian Culkin. First of all, that you know that movie. But it's just like, it was a movie that they were like, let's get all the Douglases. <laughs> together yeah. and do a movie yeah oh uh, whatever anyway this is the bob clark sequel to a christmas story i was bob clark directed a christmas story um and that movie was what 1980 something i don't know 1984 whatever it was yeah. 10 years 10 years later we have a sequel obviously uh it's a continuous of that story so all the actors are too old to play their respective characters. Right, right. So the, we fir- have, the first one, was it was 83 it was shot. It was 83, 84. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking. So it's about 10, 11 years. So we got a recast. Um, and I think we... Uh, I don't, this is my personal opinion. I like this cast better. Uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Well, you know, it's... Uh, there are things about both casts that I think are right. pretty good. Because you have Charles Grodin, who yeah. uh, is uh, Co- Kojak the Night Stalker. Plays Gavin Mc... Gavin... You always say Gavin McCloud. I know, I do. I stop myself. But I want to say Gavin McCloud. Darren, McCl- uh, Dar- Darren McGavin. Darren no, McGavin. Mc- is it Dermot Maroney or <laughs> Romy McDermott? Darren McGavin. Yes. God, um, why do I always do that? <laughs> He's playing the uh, the father figure, and then right. you got um, what's her face from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I can't think of her name. She played the mother in A Christmas Story. Yeah, Melinda uh, Dillon. Dillon, yeah, Melinda Dillon. And then we have uh, Mary Steenburgen uh, in this movie. This is the second movie that Groden and Mary Steenburgen were in together. The first one was Clifford. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, Shelby, Clifford. my sister Shelby's favorite movie. Oh my god! She'll tell you it's something else, but it's really it's Clifford. really Clifford. Yeah, lo- yeah. we love if, Clifford. If it was really Clifford, I would tell somebody something else too. <laughs> I, you, and I have 
different opinions about that movie. About Clifford? Yeah. It's an awful movie. I admit it's an awful movie. Oh, man. But I, it's an awful movie to have fun with. I could never get, like, Okay, right. Like, death to Smoochie it is, I guess. I love Death to Smoochie. That's what, this, that, that's what Clifford is kind of. It's got that, what? like, dark comedy. Well, yeah, but... Like, Cable Guy kind of thing. Like, terrible. Uh, <laughs> do we have a plot synopsis to this movie? <laughs> we do. We're all over the place. We're all over the place. Uh, so as far as plot synopses go, um, it's now summer in the Parker family, and the usual number of events is happening in their separate lives. Ralphie is searching for the perfect top to use to beat the school bully. <laughs> he, the, the old man is in battle with their hillbilly neighbors, the Bumpuses, while eagerly awaiting the discovery of the perfect fishing spot. And mother is attempting to collect all of the pieces of glass china set at a local uh, glass china set at a local movie theater. Mm-hmm. We meant to say Ralphie is played by Karen Culkin. Yes, and his brother is played Christian by Culkin. The only movie that Culkin did, was, yeah, is Christian that, Culkin. That's fair because that kid, he was really kind of the bottom of the Culkin barrel, unfortunately. Yes. Actually, um, Macaulay Culkin did an article where he ranked all the Culkin brothers. He did really, and uh, Christian was number six. Out of and 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 he and well, Macaulay was number five. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And Kieran was number like two. What? Rory was number one. Rory was one. Yeah, Rory was number one. I guess. Okay, I think whatever. Kieran Culkin is number one. That's my opinion too. The tagline for this movie is: In a Christmas story, Ralph raised the roof. This summer, the whole family is bringing down the house. Mm-hmm. That's a really bad tagline. That is a really bad tagline. I had to say that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, this movie is very interesting. It, again, is written by Gene Shepard, who Gene Shepherd. wrote the first one. And also... It goes uh, by Shep, by the way. It, it goes by Shep? I'm sorry. Yeah. But he, well, he... I found that out. I never really, heard that before until I was reading a little bit more about him okay. today. Um, but yeah, but, I did But he narrates he, this... As yeah. well as the first one, as well. So, yeah. So, and here's where the here's kind of where the contentiousness comes in about what's the true sequel to all of this. So, um, after the Christmas Story came out, mm-hmm. PBS uh, American Playhouse they did a couple of television adaptations. Uh, it was the Star Cross Romance of Josephine Kosnowski and Ollie Hopnoodle's Haven of Bliss mm-hmm. that were both great titles. Because Gene, Gene Shepard does like a collection of short stories of like anything that's kind of got those folksy like yeah. a short story about somebody and like maybe some interconnectedness. Yeah. But he does those short stories. And a Christmas story He's like is the actually... Mel Beverly Cleary. Can we just say, you know, kind of like super fun? Yeah. Or like Louis Sacker. Yeah. The Sideways School stuff. Yeah. The Sideways School You never stuff. heard of Louis Sacker? No. The Tales of Sideways School or whatever it's called? Are you talking about Shel Silverstein where the sidewalk ends? No. Louis, Louis Sacker. What about Shel Silverstein? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> You get the gist. No, I don't get the gist. I don't I, know who that is. I loved Louis Sacker stories okay. when I was the Saturday yeah. school was great. Sure. Where they each have an ice I cream. I actually know that now and it's coming back to my head. Where they, I got you. Where they each have an ice cream that's like based off of no. them flavor wise and they only taste they don't taste anything when they eat it because it's their own taste. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Doesn't ring a bell. No, I'm talking about the collective poems of Shel Silverstein. <laughs> sure. Like, you know, I'm eaten by a bow constrictor. 
I know what I know what who okay. Michelle Silverstein is. Okay, I just checked it. Yeah. There's no ice cream though, though where they're looking No, that's 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 <laughs> Louis Sacker. It's already off the rails and we haven't even talked about the movie. Anyway. But Gene Shepard does a lot of these short stories and right, so it's, it's like folksy, like, you know right. in a way of like um and if you look at like Um what was that one guy? Um Garrison the, Keeler. Yeah, Garrison Keeler. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say kind of yeah, like that. He's like he's like uh Indiana's Garrison Keeler. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Only probably has an interesting face, unlike Garrison Keeler. Well, Garrison Keeler has an interesting face. Yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah. He looks like some sort of a some sort of a uh, alien terrier dog thing <laughs> with a, a toupee. Um, you will not disgrace Garrison Keeler. No. <laughs> yeah, I like pie with Yeah, care. you will. Just anyway. disgrace him. It's fine. Um. No. So. So Gene Shepard, who by the way had a show called Shepherd's Pie, where he just like tells it's short amazing. stories uh, that you can find on YouTube. But it really was Shepherd's Pie. You're not yeah, making it was that called Shepherd's Pie, like the ice cream thing that you're making up, where they're looking no, their own ice cream. The, the ice cream thing is not made up. Made up. It is not made up. Okay, Great Space Coaster. You leave the Great Space Coaster out of this. It is real. And I'm sorry that you didn't get to enjoy that in Nebraska. Oh, I'm very grateful we didn't get to watch that in Nebraska. What? Come on. I was too busy watching Zoobly Zoo to care. This is over. <laughs> this show is done. Show is done. Show after, is done. 52, after all the arguments we've had, it took this movie to do it. We are not talking about this movie. <laughs> but we will. We will. Um, so anyway, the uh, he does a bunch of short stories, and you can kind of see that thread in yeah a in this because Christmas it, it, story. The Christmas story is a bunch of like small stories. Yeah, but instead of telling them together, you know, like each of the stories by themselves, they interlink to them mm-hmm. to make one so longer is this, narrative. So is this one? Yeah, yeah. And so this one, but I think this one is almost more obvious. More obvious like, that it's doing it, or yes, more, more obvious that it's like or disjointed. Not that it's not disjointed. It's just to me, uh, this one is more obvious that because the other one was almost like, "Hey, it's just over the Christmas season." Right. It's more because it has one that that one single theme of Christmas mm-hmm. that it's easier to get behind that. Right. As far as a, a cohesive thing. Yes. Where I think this is more a little underrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Where it could be, like, because it's supposed to be, like, summer. Yes. Um, But it's not necessarily, like, you don't get, like, the feel that all these stories are about summer. Right. As opposed to all the stories being about Christmas or, you know, in that time, you know, of Christmas. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, like Mary Steenburge's, you know... Is but isn't about about summer. We'll get to it though. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. But yeah, and yeah. so in any case, so he uh, PBS was like, well, hey, with American Playhouse, we can do some movies based on your short stories. Okay, and so he had these short stories that were more contained to like expansions of one story. So like, uh, the cross romance of Josephine Kosnowski and Ollie Hopnoodle's Haven of Bliss. Mm-hmm. Like some people consider those sequels because they were based off of his stories set sure. in that universe. And it has that Thurberness to it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's almost folksy. Yes. And it's almost like I would almost put those as like a spin off kind of thing. It has same similar characters, 
but it almost is dealing with whole other subjects mm-hmm. from my understanding of it. This is more of the family. And this is the first one. Uh, but there was another one. Um, I think it was like uh, the Phantom of the Open Hearth, the Great American Fourth of July, and other disasters mm-hmm. that he also made for PBS. Okay. Uh, but this one is the first one that was like the movie studio saying we are going to make a sequel. So the other one was PBS picked it up. So like those are almost just set in the same universe. This is actually the studio saying like focused on it saying let's make a sequel to mm. the the These the are Christmas the story. stories from In God We Trust to all others pay cash. Which by the way is another great title. <laughs> I mean, the guy comes up with great titles. Yeah, he does. That's why I'm like, it's kind of a bummer that it's like, we're going to call it a Christmas story, and we're going to call this a, a summer story. Yeah. This wasn't initially called, they wanted it to be called a summer story, but then yeah. the, the studio didn't, uh, they wanted to disassociate. Yeah. From, which is dumb, Well, because think, you do want to kind of have that cash cow. But, but at the time, I'm not sure it was really that. I mean, it hadn't. we hadn't gotten to the point where they played it. 24 hours on on tnt that's true too it and still so wasn't... like it was kind of a cult thing and so i think they wanted to they wanted people to be able mm-hmm. to find it but also not necessarily right. completely tie it to it and this was this this failed i but, mean yeah we're talking 15 million and we're i mean it only made seventy thousand. yeah i mean this well, is not it, it did so badly but yeah. then they thought well but christmas story did, did really better, well yeah. on TBS. It did it did real 24. well like on television and like in home media. And so after naming it, it runs in the family. Oh, right. Then they went, "Well shit, maybe we should have named it My uh, My Summer Story." Duh. So on home media they changed the name back to My Summer Story yeah. so that to try to then get as much yeah. out of it as they could. So if people are going to look for this, um you you can look under it for My Summer Story or Look under it for it runs in the family, not the Douglas family. Right. And if it actually helps. But the, the shepherd. The. Uh, but we found it on YouTube. Right. We did. Because um, we couldn't find it streaming anywhere. So. Yeah. You can watch but it. But it does YouTube. the whole movie on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you need help finding what the cover of the box looks like, it's just a house with a straight jacket on it. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Why <laughs> but, is that? I don't know. Are they trying to like? And it doesn't even look like their family either. It's so weird. Because this is before. Is this before Clifford or not Clifford? Um, Beethoven or is this after? Beethoven? Oh, this is definitely before Beethoven. This has 94? to be before. It has to be before, before Beethoven. Beethoven, right? I think so. So I think maybe later on they were trying to capture on Groden, Grody's Beethoven fame or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because at first, like, oh no, Beethoven was ninety-two. Okay, so they really were. I think yeah. they really were trying to kind of be all like, hey, you know this guy? Yeah. He's from the Beethoven movies. And I'm like... Mm. He's kind of getting that second breath of... Yeah. 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 And I love Charles Groton. You know I do. Yes, I do. Um, and we wanted to do this because obviously he passed away. Uh, what, about a month ago? Is yeah. Is that when he passed away? Yeah. And um, this popped up and I was like, let's do this because this is... Is a sequel, and at first I didn't even know this was this had a sequel. Well, I knew that. Am I grateful? I heard about this, mm-hmm. so I heard about this, and uh, I thought it was going to be on TV one day, and thought really? I would thought I would watch it. Okay, but it wasn't. It was um, 
they did like AMC had like a block of Christmas movies, and they showed a Christmas story and then a Christmas story too. Ugh, whatever. And I was like, what is this now? And it was uh, that's the Daniel Stern. So they tried making because I don't think whatever studio greenlit this didn't know. <laughs> There was a movie that was supposed to be a sequel. I don't think they knew either because yeah. we didn't know. I mean, I didn't know until yeah. recently. And so, like, I was just like, this wasn't what I heard about. Yeah. And so, this movie came out in 2012. Now, this, of course, it's not based on Gene Shepard's books at all. The, the Christmas story, yeah. too. Because, yeah, because yeah, this the original ones were just contained short stories. Right. This is like, they. Summer Story is based on his other stories in the same town mm. and everything like that. His own experiences. This is just made up stuff that has nothing to do with his experiences. It's just kind of a continuation off mm. the first one. Okay. And it's the only one that he has not been involved with. Like every other one of his things, mm. they actually had him narrate. So he at least is narrating all of his own stuff. Yeah. No, it's kind of hard to talk about this movie because there's a lot of, like we said, different short stories going on in this movie. You got Ralphie and his uh, finding the perfect top to, um, (laughs) giggle, giggle, uh, to, um, aren't we all the, the the new bully because, you know, Scott Fargus is not in this. Obviously it's a different bully um, who's winning and he wants to beat him. You know, um, so we got that story going on. We got yes. the mob story with the uh, dish night. Yes, which, which is, I think is fucking hilarious. I think it's great. Uh, and you got uh, Charles Grodin's story with the the fighting of the neighbors. Yeah, and then the fishing going on, kind of simultaneously. Yeah. Um, you got him kind of with well, this kind of um, story his, about his becoming like, a man. Yeah, like Ralphie. Being initiated into well, his story, fishing. It's basically four stories. It's yeah. The mom's story, Ralphie's story, the dad's story of him versus the bump bupkises. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ralphie and his dad's story about growing up. Well, and then there's the kind of side story of the tax auditor coming in. Yeah. And I think that it's. That's it's, part of her story, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of part of that, too. Mm-hmm. It's weird because this movie also touches on. I never got like in a Christmas story. I didn't really get mm-hmm. a. There wasn't like a serious piece of it. I didn't think this movie actually has a moment in it that, um, like, when Gene Shepard talks about it, like everything else he talks about like and he does in a christmas story can i so, guess what you're go ahead yeah, mean, it seems so whimsical yes it's very, well it's very whimsical yeah and uh, this oftentimes is, big fishy uh-huh you know yeah, in absolutely a way. and this um, is the first time that like i was I, like oh can i tell God. you the end of this movie is my favorite thing one of my favorite things about this movie I think the ending when um, they're around the supper table mm-hmm. where all the guys are talking about fishing stories and they're all yeah. kind of, you know, being kind of raunchy with their stories. Yeah. And then you get Shepard's voiceover. And by the way, the voiceover kind of gets a little annoying. It's almost too much yeah. in this movie, but I'm glad it's there. I I think they let him um, do a lot. I think more. they do a lot more with it than yeah. the Christmas story. But then he says something where it's almost like he's telling you that Ralph, this is the point 
in his life where he realizes he's not a kid anymore. Yeah. And it's the sweetest thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like really very touching and cinematically it's also kind of just sweet and nice. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Like I liked that. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is my hot take on this movie. I like this better than the Christmas story. This is me. Yeah. This, I love this movie Honestly. more than the Christmas story. I've seen the Christmas story so many times mm-hmm. that it becomes to where I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I where I like, I can't not stand watching it. And I used to love watching it. Yeah. I haven't watched a Christmas story in, I'd say 10 years. Oh yeah. All the way through because I've seen it so many times. Yes. And it's not that I hate that movie. It's just, it's too much for me. Yeah. This, I think, is better than the Christmas story. Okay, so in my opinion, yeah, I think it's and, better, better cast, better written. I just think we get too much of the narration. Yeah, and but we, which but makes no, it a if you if you watch the first one, there's a shitload of. Narration I know, in that but one. it's like, but you don't. It, it's so memorable and yeah. so quick and fast that yeah. you don't think about it. I think about it a little too much. But this one, this one, but that I think in the Christmas story, it's almost too controlled because it's not. Agreed. Even though it's Gene Shepard's words, it's not Gene Shepard's words because Gene Shepard. I feel didn't like have as much that's more of like studio. Script. Yeah. Like saying, you know, they refined what he was saying and he was just reading it. I know, but I feel like this is more like off the cuff. I'm sitting on my of, porch, kind of is telling it you the story. Like, it sounds more like just his. Like, you know, obviously I'm, it's not, but it I'm sounds more like a piece of wood. Telling he you. probably had, yeah. he probably had more input into this one. Right. Um, but like, okay. So there's a few spots that hit me with that. It was like, um, again, the same one where he's like, you know, he goes fishing with his dad and his dad is taking care of him mm-hmm. and stuff. And he brings him home and he's like, yeah, this is the moment. No more, you know, more orange knee high, no more this and this. And he, he talks about where he's a grown up and he's sitting around with the other the men around the table just laughing and mm-hmm. carrying on. Then he says something and his mom grabs him and puts him to bed. Mm. He's like, 90 seconds later, I was in bed. You know, and it's just it's kind of the I knew I wasn't a kid anymore, but I'm still a kid. But I'm you still know, a kid. It was still that kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those moments that you remember yeah, that you can't but, quite, you're a little confused about when you're a kid. But you understand there's something different. But the other thing that hits me in this movie is like, um, so the mother, it's it's weird. Like before, the mom seems just like she's kind of not Titsy. doddering, but she's like the flighty housewife. Mm. Like, and that's all we really get of her is just there, and she's doting on. We get more uh, of the characters in this, including the yeah, dad too. She's, I just think of the dad in the first one as foul mouth and yeah. like just angry. Yes. Like very angry. And this is Charles Grodin really playing it to, you know, a different depth to it. Yeah. And very funny, by the way. Like this is a really underrated Charles Grodin performance. Is it his best performance? No, but no. it's really fun to watch. Yes. And you can see he's having fun with it too. Yeah. Well and he um like Whenever he gets, the, whenever it gets growly, whenever yeah. it gets really super mad and like, I'm gonna destroy. Like even in Clifford, yeah. it's funny to me. Yeah. It's so over the top, but it's great. I love when, it. when, uh, like uh, the mother in the first one seems flighty. She's just really kind of like, yeah, where she dotes on Randy and everything. Yeah, um, 
in this one where she's like, look, I got this gravy boat Mm -hmm. because I'm going to go get us a whole new set of dishes. Like, she's very proud of that. And she goes. And when you start realizing that, like, it's grating on her that she's not getting, you know, these dishes she was promised. Mm. And when she finally throws the gravy boat at, like, the movie house, she starts, like, fighting back and she starts whatever. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. And finally, when she's so proud that, like, everybody lost it. Mm-hmm. And you started like fighting back, and then she, oh, she throws they, they were like she was the first one of us who landed in jail, <laughs> and she was, but like Mary and Beth she's so happy to the about face it. Where she's like so like I did it. She's so happy. The guy, um, the guy that uh, is offering the the china over and yeah. over again oh, is so? the guy from Beetlejuice, yeah, and Heather's, yes, which I love. Yeah, um, Shaddix. <laughs> yes, I love that guy. He's so weird and funny, but yeah. um. You're right about that, and I love that about that that they, they, that we get more of the um, the parents. There is like this theme of disappointment where all the characters are somewhat at least disappointed in the outcome of what's going on. Yes, like um, Ralphie with with the tops. They they go down the drain, the street drain, and they don't know who won. Yeah, and so he's like, ah, life is just a tie. Yeah. No one wins anything. And you're like, yeah, you're well, kind of right about that. But and then like, and Charles, she's but, disappointed on the dishes. Yes. Charles Grodin is disappointed because he really wants to, to, you know, get these neighbors out of, out of, uh, out of the neighborhood. Yeah, he comes up with this grandiose plan. Right. And as he enacts it, they're like, they moved like <laughs> they yesterday. Moved. But they're, but they're kind of this, this disappointment, except at the end when Ralphie starts getting all the fish Yeah, at, at the end. There is that, but it's that wonderful moment where you're like, even though they're disappointed, there are the, the those moments where you they're getting something out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's real life to me. Well, you know what I mean? I thought this movie was going to be very like cartoonish. Yeah. In a way, you know, like and Dennis the Menace cartoonish. Yes. Like live action kind of yeah. like little like a, rascals. A lot of times sequels are just more like. Yeah. They they just take loose framework and just build crap on it. Like built like shit on it. I and think this, this one improved. has like this. I one think it improved me. the characters. Yes, because like like I said with the mother, but also Charles Grodin's character. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just dead. Like dad has his moments where he's losing it, <laughs> but he's also, um, he is like being a human and like mm-hmm. dispensing the wisdom. And maybe that's between. The Christmas and the other one, you know, I don't think, I don't think Gene Shepard wrote it. Like, I still think the studio kind of had a hand in Christmas. I agreed. Agreed. But, um, you know, maybe as he's growing up, he's realizing more too. But like the, the dad says, uh, Charles Grodin says, or Ralphie comes in, he's disappointed because he, he finally found a top that he is going to fight against. Uh, the bullies um, that he got at the yeah, fair, Lug Ditka, that his dad yes. convinced a gypsy woman, yeah, paid sell. a gypsy woman to to sell. Yeah, so that was sweet too. Yeah, like the, that moment. Oh, yes, exactly. He basically uh, Ralphie is looking for this perfect top, and he finds one that he thinks is perfect. He buys it. It doesn't help. He gets mm. one from like a uh, an Asian market. And it has hand painted flowers on it. He never fights it because uh, people because Lug Lug Ditka makes fun of him before he even does mm-hmm. it. He just gives up. 
So he wants to find this top. <laughs> the, and, the Chinese top. That, yeah. But we don't know if it's got poison. I saw a knife come out. Yeah, I, I saw, saw a knife. knife. It was just real quick because they think that like <laughs> it has secret knives that shoot out yes. of it and stuff. Well, they um, they go to this World Fair or the Expo to go see this. And his dad is like, go over there and and find one. And so he goes and some lady beckons him into this like tent. He goes in, this gypsy woman, and she's just like... You want a top? And she shows you him want one. This top? This top? Yeah, this one dollar, which is just what his dad gave him. Yeah. So she, here's a dollar. He pays it to her, and he he's so mystified by everything because mm-hmm. it's just so it's like magical. It's to magical him. to him. Yeah. And uh, he finds it. He runs out, and then his dad comes from the back of the tent, and she he pays her more money. Mm-hmm. But it's like that was his whole. He wanted him but to have Rogan that But Rogan plays that so great. Yes. Where it's like this sweet moment, that, and it's very like quick. Yeah. But it's, it's like he plays it, and there's so much inner dialogue to it. Yes, there is. Where it's just like, I did that for my son, because my yeah. son deserves that. And I'm yeah. like, ugh. Ugh, he is a really good father. He just is very... He's just so he gets so angry about about, <laughs> about things, but he's a dad, you know. Yeah. Did you call me a son of a bitch? The cop says no, and then he <laughs> drives by real quick and says, "Son of a bitch." But he um, the part where so Ralphie has. I'm a glad big, you like this movie because I yeah. I loved this movie. He has a big he has the fight with uh yeah. with Lug, the uh, who is the new bully. The because, new bully. Because Scott Farkas got bumped down a peg <laughs> for getting knocked out yeah. in the the first one, so he um they they fight and no one wins and he's just like a tie a stupid tie what the hell mm. and so he like goes home and he's like what does it matter all you know everything's a tie that's as good as we're ever gonna get in this world like the kid is just mm. so like bummed about it and then he goes yeah he goes there's worse things in life than a tie. And I was just like, oh, my God, Charles Grodin. Mm. And the way he delivers it, oh, mm. it's amazing. Mm. And uh, through the fishing things and through whatever, like, it just, like, great performance by Charles Grodin. Mm-hmm. No, like I said, it's 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 an underrated performance. I think this is a great, I think the cast gets improved Yeah. from, from the first movie. I think that this is a better movie, and I think yeah. it's a movie that within time, and I think... Unfortunately, with the death of Charles Grodin, yeah. I think more people are actually finding this movie. I I've actually so. heard and read more about the, about people watching this good. after he did die. Yeah, and um, and I say good. I say kudos to it. I think um, I think this is a fine screenplay. I think it's a wonderful movie. It's obviously not like Oscar caliber, right? But it's a. I say this is a great family movie. You can watch this. I think you can watch this over and over again, like oh, yeah. a Christmas story, uh, because there's so much going on to yes. it that you can watch it. And it, I think this would, in time, should be a bigger cult classic than a Christmas story. I agree. That's my opinion. I th- I think, I think this story has more heart than the other one. <laughs> I like the, this story better. I, I will say, I like Randy better in the first one. Yes. Than Randy in this one. Um, yeah, having said that. But whatever. Christian Culkin is clearly the sixth of the Culkins. <laughs> Although he has some funny moments, like, towards the end especially. Look, when the, he catches I, the, the only fish thing he had goes, to do was I like, want I, I want, uh, you know, yeah, I want to I fish. I want to fish. I want to. Yeah. 
I want to do this. I want to do this. That's but, all he did. Yeah, it was annoying. Like, it was annoying. But when he when he finally catches a goldfish out of the that fish tank at the end, he goes, "I want to eat it." And they're like, "Oh, well, no, you can't eat this." And he goes, "I want to." Eat <laughs> I know. It. They were like, "It was like <laughs> they have that look on their face, like, oh my god, what?" <laughs> like <laughs> to me, I was like, "That's funny. Why couldn't That's when you the have done more of that out. kid?" And finally, finally, the Colkin came out. Yeah, I want to eat it, the fish. Yeah. Okay, calm down. We'll do it. Yeah. But then they don't, and then Charles Grodin yeah. just throws it back in the tank. But, but but then he he they make him think he did because mm-hmm. they all play together to be like, okay, we're gonna do it. And mm-hmm. Kieran takes him out there, and I love like they look over at him later, and he goes, "I ate him." Mm-hmm. It's like all the <laughs> that Randy says. I'm like, wonderful. Yeah, and the like, first was it was gonna be, is this too saccharine? Like, I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, I didn't want it to be like, is it too cartooning? Yeah, I didn't want that because there are moments where it is a little cartoony, with like the neighbors a yes. little bit have that moment. Yeah, it is, and um, and and Roden has that too a little bit with the fishing. Yeah, has that where things speed up and slow down very quickly, kind yeah. of thing, kind of like those moments. Um, but the first I, movie has that too. As I well. think, yeah, but I here's think this here's just, the thing. I think that so from a from a perspective of like in your own life, like there are things I remember as a kid mm-hmm. that I'm th- that honestly are probably cartoony. If I were to describe to you, what oh was yeah, 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 because you're a kid. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Right? But like watching this is right. As but there's also things in your life where you can yeah. say like, oh wow, like this is a very tough thing, and like you can talk about things that you're like, yeah, I understood what was going on because kids aren't dumb they understand the gravity of some things Mm. they just don't have the world knowledge to Mm. always describe everything and i think this movie captures that he said things there were things that he is talking about that from his perspective i'm like well that can't be right but it's cartoony because he's a kid and that's how he remembered it but But he also this is sweeter than than a christmas yes but he also knows he also remembers. it's just more like a person recounting their past Mm mm-hmm and the first movie is almost just like pure from the perspective of a child. Yes. And who wants, is, who wants is, to be begun. This is somebody reminiscing about think, their memories as a child with the yeah. color of them as adults as well. I think you have, because in the Christmas story, you have those moments. Everyone remembers the kid who puts his tongue on the, on yeah. the pole or the drink more Ovaltine. Yes. You're going to shoot your eye out, like all that. And they do talk about that a little at the beginning of this, but it's... I don't know. There's just something about this movie that is more cemented. And I think more that when you're watching it, that you can, there's more to grab onto yeah. in this movie that you can relate to a lot yeah. more than just the Christmas story part. Can parts of it. Can I tell you like the, I can tell you the moment that I was just like, I think I like this movie more was, uh, there is a scene where they're going down the street because this is it's 1940 i think it is um, 40 or 41 yeah it's 1940 well it's 41 because um december of 40 was a christmas story yeah yeah okay so yeah this is the summer mm. of 41 um and they're they're talking about uh they're driving down the street and uh they on the way to the expo and they pass by one of their neighbor's houses 
And, oh yeah 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 i got gotcha. you forgot about that scene. there's and it's like i was just like oh my god it was like a gut punch well because it is real <laughs> life it's yeah it's what happens you see that all the time there's like a, this estate sale going on yeah there's auction yeah because go ahead yeah and so like the, there's a house uh the family they're like um you know they i think it was after the assessor came mm-hmm. over they they couldn't pay and so they were uh, they were auctioning off the house mm. basically and so you see the family on the porch and people were bidding on stuff they were like grandpa's so and so's helmet world war 1 helmet or uh great war helmet got uh sold for 50 cents you know and like all their stuff watching it getting auctioned right. off none of the neighbors and he said none of the neighbors came we just we went there and we watched but like it's people from other neighborhoods who came and like bought these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mom's like, I hope sure hope she finds junior. And he's like, I knew where junior was. He was in the attic. And like, you kind of pan up and you see like mm-hmm. the sun up in the window crying. And he's just like, yeah, that they... shit wouldn't be in the Christmas story. Yeah. No, he goes, this, he goes, they, they told us that they were going to go visit family for a little bit. They went. Uh, and then, you know, in the following month, for rent signs went mm. up and we never saw junior or his family again, you know? Mm. And like, I was just like, Oh my God. But it was like, he was talking about this thing about like, it was this tragedy that the neighborhood was experiencing and how he kind of described that. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, you wouldn't, you, they were very careful to like sterilize any of that stuff out of the Christmas story. Mm. It was all just, yeah, like because it's because a, Chris, a Christmas story is a, that's the hallmark card. Yeah. Of of excuse me, I'm sorry. Of movies, I did not mean yeah. that. Sorry, excuse it's, me. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> and then you got this movie where it's almost like, you know, kind of set into that reality. I th- I think that you have, and this in the movie I'm about ready to tell you is not part of this, but it could be if you had like a triple feature, it could be. You have a Christmas story, and this movie is kind of like the middle bridge between a Christmas story and, say, Stand By Me. Yeah. Where you have that coming of age where mm-hmm. you're not quite an yeah. adult, but you're not a kid. And this is kind of like that bridge that you get between there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's a perfect kind of way to describe that, but I agree with yeah. you. I think we need to do our five questions. Yeah. Because we are to the point where. I keep burping and I don't mean to. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> um, is not delicious. <laughs> okay, what did you think was the best part of the movie? There are, <clears throat> I there's a lot that I like about this movie. Um, uh, like I, like I was saying before, um, the casting's good. This is the casting director of ET. I looked it up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. he's done a lot of casting. Um. I love the gravy boat scene. I love her yeah. like throwing the gravy boat, and I love. I actually think Karen Colgan is is for his age. Yeah, is doing a really good job as Ralphie, um, and Groden's amazing. But I want is the the ending scene in the script is really yeah. really really good. Um, even like even though I'm saying that that the voiceover kind of gets a little annoying because it does because it's it's almost like it's using it as a crutch. 
I have to say that the script and the voiceover is probably the pretty is the best part of the movie besides yeah. Groden as well. Yeah. Um, but I want to say the script. Yeah. Best part of the movie. Okay. Go for for you. Um, you know, I would say honestly, I kind of think the same too mm. because it's. I think I'm I'm just using the basis of the first movie comparing it I mean the first one is a it's classic at this point like everybody knows it right you know it, it's that's one of what I mean it's, and I'm like, uh, it's become uh, woven into the fabric of everything uh, with a movie that like because that movie became a cult favorite yes. right yeah to the point where I think it's now longer a cult classic it's almost a classic yes in, in itself oh, yeah. and not really a cult classic yeah because everyone I think knows it oh yeah you know, no. When when I, think I go you to get things like that, when I go to Raisin Cane's and they have like yes. Christmas story stuff every year, it's like <laughs> I think you're pretty mainstream now. Yes, but yeah. I I had to go to Popeyes and get my my summer story. Yeah, and they had tops. <laughs> they were given away. No, this one like with biscuits. I think like this script has so much more heart than the first one, mm-hmm. and I. I don't know the reason that they're so different. Like I know listening to Gene Smart, uh, Gene Smart, Gene Smart, Gene Shepard, Gene Smart would have been great in this movie. <laughs> Gene Shepard talk through his like, uh, like how he normally Processes, does storytelling. Yeah. This sounds more like his storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so my only assumption is that the studio screwed with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, not to the point where it's like not enjoyable. No. But but I'm like, God, could you imagine like what else but could I have feel been like in that first one? What could have what could have been yeah. something. Um yeah, I just feel like yeah. Yeah. I agree with I, you. I think that I I really enjoy the, the script on, in this movie. Uh do you think that this movie stands on its own? Um they do talk like I I was saying that they talk about um after after that Christmas that I got the red yeah. rider BB gun. It's almost like they. That almost felt like it was just tacked on for yeah. purposes to connect. Yeah. That movie. Um, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I do too. They, they make. I think mention, you can watch this without the first movie. They make mention to a few things like the Red Rider BB gun, mm-hmm. um, Scott Farkas, and stuff like that. Um, but that's not necessarily plot driven. No, but for this even, particular movie, he even has you know it's he still has Flick and uh, Schwartz, mm. but it's they don't tie them back to the first one. So like they not make really. mentions of things that are in the first one, but they don't tell it in such a way that it's like you have to know what's you going on. You have to know what's one. going on. You think that he's like he's talking about a BB gun. Yeah. Great kid has a BB gun. That's Great. not a he shock. Got one you when know. He was... For Christmas, I guess. That's yeah. what it's, they said at the beginning of the movie. Perfect. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you could... This definitely can stand on its own. Mm. I think it's enhanced if you know stuff from the first well, one. I think it's better enhanced if you know the first yeah. one. Yeah. Which everyone pretty much does. Yeah. It's hard not to get away from this movie. I mean, the first movie. Oh, by the way, Chris Owen, uh, the kid who played the Shermanator mm. in American Pie 2... Sure. Uh, ...was Scott Farkas in this one. Yes. Which yes. I was like, oh my god, I know that little kid. <laughs> but he's, he's the very kid young. and everything in the 90s. But, but I'm like, if somebody else had to be Scott Farkas, I'm glad it was that kid. Because mm. he, he looks so much like him. He was big on teen movies, right? Like, yeah. Like, like geeks and teen movies. Yeah. 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 Like, she's all that and 
the American Pie movies. Yeah. yeah, I think this movie does stand its own of its own. I think so too. I think it can, but like you said. Does this make you want to watch the first one? Yeah, I mean, it, again, I've seen that first one so many times. Yeah. I'm not going to go rush out and watch the the first one yeah. because of this also I'm not going to do that in the middle of summer. Right. There there you get that you want to watch that during Christmas. That's a movie that you want to watch. I um I think this is a good double feature. Yeah. I think you can watch the first one. I think it's great. Um but yeah, it makes me want to watch the first one. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it also makes me want to go and and go um why didn't we get more like why didn't we have a show? Why wasn't Shepherd's Pie more popular. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Shepherd's Pie. Yeah. Why wasn't that more popular? Why right. wasn't there? Well, it know? was. It was like a local show. That's what I think. But what I'm saying is, well, yeah. how come? You know, nowadays you you could have had that more on a streaming service, and yeah. at least that's something. I think we. I mean, we kind of. We kind of had. Um, I don't know. Maybe the thing about these, Prairie Home Companion things, we had for a yeah, while. Yeah, these things and, don't play on like. Yeah, and like live from streaming. There. Yeah, yeah. These are more NPR kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you get like you get individual stories, but usually it's not like one person telling a bunch of stuff. But you kind of do too. Think about like the Wonder Years. Think about oh, right. This movie um, would not like the Wonder Years wouldn't you know be what it was if it wasn't yeah. for this movie. Grownish kind of did that too. That yeah. was kind of the approach to, the, yeah. to that. Like, and it's more rooted I mean, you kind of get those, being, you know, those kind of yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this one, it, it does make me want to watch the first one, but I actually kind of want to watch those PBS, <laughs> those PBS. Actually I do too. To I, like, and to tell you the truth, I want to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. You I know, I'd watch this movie before I'd watch a Christmas story. If that yeah. if that tells you anything, and I would, would never you watch too? a Christmas story too. <laughs> like, you would watch a Christmas story too? No, I would oh. not. I would never watch a Christmas story too. No, two like the number two or T the number two. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. But I would watch the original Christmas story, a Christmas story. Before you would watch this movie? No. Now you got me confused. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> the, the I would watch. I would watch A Christmas Story and this one, and I'd watch all the other... Uh, oh, you're answering the question. I forgot Gene we were Shepherd. doing that. Yeah, yes. right. And all the yeah, other sorry. Gene Shepard ones. <laughs> but I would never watch A Christmas Story 2. Yeah. I mean, I've seen A Christmas Story 2. I think we kind of answered it. our reboot. Yeah. Cancel then, didn't we? Because kind of... Yeah. Honestly, like, I don't think... I mean, you really can't. I mean, with him, but you can... Is, did he die? Isn't he dead? Yeah, he died in 1999. Yeah. And that's why when they were like, we're going to do a Christmas Story 2 in 2012. Yeah, screw you. It was the only one that he was not involved with, and it was and not you based could probably off his show. story. It probably shows. It was based off the script of the first movie. There are certain people that have the flair for that, right? Yeah. And he was one of those people that has the flair to tell that in a way, you know? Yeah. And to try to do that without him. Or yep. tried to copy that in a way seems benign and seems stupid and seems yeah. like that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. And it Having was... said that, then take his stories and make a show out of it. And then you could have, and not redo a Christmas story, but one of them could be at Christmas time. Yeah. And you could have that, those moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, um, it was actually like, and Daniel Stern, which I find this weird. Daniel Stern plays the mm-hmm. dad, 
in the new or, one. Yeah. And I'm like, so you did a guy who's classic, classically known for doing like a voiceover thing mm. for the Wonder Years, and then you get him in this thing. Or you have like you have someone that could probably do it right more, kind of on the lines of that. Dan Futterman could be a good example for that. Who writes for um, This Is Us? Who created that and has that yeah. kind of like you know uh, flair for tearing up people yeah. in a way or having that sentimental but not too sentimental yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. Have him, you know, write it or produce it. I don't care. But I mean, we need more of these stories. You know, because especially in a time like this. Yeah. You know what I would almost I would almost rather see is like a show that was about like pick a theme, right? Like whether it's about you know the hard things you've learned in life or whatever, but like each show maybe have a different theme to it. Okay. And then make like three short stories in each one that maybe it's like a celebrity is like, Hey, here's when I learned this. Here's how I learned this tough lesson or whatever it was. Or like, you know, politicians, and they're the narrator. whatever it is, basically saying what they're, you know, how they learned something. Mm. And then it's 20 minute segments, like telling those stories or whatever it is. But like, so it's like drunk history, but like Kool-Aid history or juice history for kids. (laughs) I guess it was, (laughs) but no, something more like that. Something that has that heart uh, in it. I mean, half the celebrities now just got jobs through nepotism. So it's like, (laughs) you know, it's like maybe athletes or something like that too. But like, you know what I mean? Like trying to get heart through some other means and people to share those. Yeah, I instead think of relying the, on. I don't one. think you need to have like someone that can make you cry every episode. I think you right. just need that like instead warm of, fuzziness and yeah, but not yeah. too saccharine. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it could be a different theme. So one of them could be people who tell like funny things, and one could be mm-hmm. one where they were like, it was about loss, or one could be. But, you know, like, have different stories mm. from different people, different perspectives, mm. them telling their stories. And they're the narrator? Yeah. Okay. And then you get the, you know, different themes. So, like, you don't, it's not always going to be upbeat or always that, be and you or, And you can, and it doesn't always have to be a white story. Correct. Or you get, like, yeah. other celebrities, Regina mm-hmm. King stories. Oh my god! Um, or if, if Regina stories. King just wants to tell stories, fuck my whole concept. Oh, I'll like, just listen to her. Yeah, time. I'll just listen to Regina King talk you know, all the time. I'm just thinking John Cho or other people, you know, yeah. like Asian. So you don't necessarily just get like, yeah, right. like a white family. You know yes, what I mean? agreed. Yeah, that'd be nice too. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a lot of topic. <laughs> there we no, are. I don't think it is. Um. No, and I don't. I'm kind of stalling because I don't. I forgot our two. You know words, words. so it's fine. Go ahead. Um, what what would you sum up your experience in two words? Oh Jesus! Do I have to? I mean, you could. Mm. It's part of the sweet silliness. I don't know. This is a this is a movie that is silly but sweet and kind, um, but also has a little bit of, you know, a um. Adults turning into adulthood moments. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm having a hard time putting two words to something that a guy wrote 
a hundred billion words and put it in his voice. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. really hard to do, and I think that they, that's a discredit. I can't do two words to this this thing. Yeah, this is that's a discredit to this movie. I think that this movie surprised me in ways that I didn't understand. So, um, a summer surprise. Or my two words. Summer surprise. Summer surprise. Okay, I thought you said a summer surprise. No, summer surprise. And uh doesn't really count as a word. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. No, like a Christmas story is two words. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I think growing up. And is, is growing does growing up have hyphen? Is that one word? I don't think so. Okay, I don't know. The uh, I mean, it might, but whatever uh growing yeah. up is my two and i think that it's like sweet I'm, I'm initiation that because i mean that's part of the central sweet, theme like of, sweet initiation that's, or that's like part of manhood. the central theme of the thing is like yeah. that growing up but also like i think that this movie like if you like the first movie like that that can be accessible from everybody from being a kid to being a, a grown-up and then you see this movie. I think this movie, it takes you a little bit further. Like, the other one's accessible to everybody. And I think this one has some themes in it, too, where it's like, you know, like seeing his dad do these things. Or, like, what mom is experiencing. And seeing what, like, um, you know, how they feel about that family who's lost everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of pushes you to the next level with that. Like now you have these different feelings with it. Um, I think that it's, this script is more grown up than the first one is. And I think this is, it has that kind of development that it's good to see from like one film to the next, mm-hmm. where, you know, just because the first movie had something that, that worked doesn't mean that you don't have to try to make the next one you know, better, you know, otherwise you're just rehashing the same crap over and over. And I think this, yeah, one... I don't like this, this movie could have uh, been ruined by doing the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Christmas story too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, right. Well, I say watch this movie. I do too. Go ahead. And you can watch that on Tubi. The 2003 runs of the family. No, um, not, don't oh, confuse people. We're not that doing that. No. Oh, sorry. Uh, we found it on YouTube. You can watch uh, just YouTube. Uh, it runs of the family, uh, 1994, or my summer story, and you can watch it there. Where can people listen to us and find us, Jeremy? Uh, people can find us uh, on Google Play, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, um, pretty much any of those pod catchers mm-hmm. um you can find us on can Facebook. they find us on podcatcher i don't know cast potter pod potter pod potter the pod potter <laughs> pod knife the pie the pie potter the pie potter uh right then <laughs> okay um billion dollars you, you can find us on facebook um you can also find us on twitter at deuce podcast um, and then, of course, you can find us at nophonynetwork.com, which is our podcast uh, network that we're part of. All sorts of great shows on there. If you're going in there to check us out, check everyone else out, too. Um, they got a little of everything, whether it's from sports to politics to reading uh, to, like, literature podcasts to just comedy. 
They recently did a Shakespeare uh, thing, right? Yeah. Brooks Reading. Yeah, Brook Reading Podcast mm-hmm. has done some... Uh, they went through and did some uh, reading of some different Shakespeare and, mm-hmm. and Shakespearean plays and like put their thoughts to that. Um, so all sorts of great stuff. Um, please definitely go check that out. Do that. Uh, but, of course, you can find us there. All right, folks. And remember, the sequel is King.